We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. Today, we're jumping right into the Alumni Edition episodes from Spiritual Emphasis 2021. We're gonna hear Pastor Alberto Bayo. He's a TCSC alumni, and he's the pastor of the brand new church launch in Bakersfield, the Collective Church. Be blessed and listen in today. Does anybody love Jesus in the house? No, I, I said, does anybody love Jesus? Has anybody been he healed by Jesus? Has anybody been filled by the Holy Spirit? Has anybody been delivered? Has anybody's marriage been restored? That's the type of love I'm talking about. Does anybody love Jesus under this tent tonight? Amen. Well, I'm excited to be here um, once again. My name is Alberto Mike. Thank you so much for that um, that it, uh, opening. I, I, the only thing I can't do is cartwheels, but um, I'm so excited to be here. I just want to, this is my beautiful wife, Af Ashley. If you guys can say hello to Ashley. We've been, we just celebrated 13 years. So uh, 13 years, four kids and a puppy later. That's right. And so uh, we are both Cuban. So if you denied the fact that we're Latino, our kin should show you that. And so we have a 12-year-old uh, going on 17. Her name is Brooklyn. We have an 8-year-old named Talia, who I'm convinced will be an MMA fighter. Uh, we have a son who is 6, named Mateo, and he is just a 6-year-old. And we have a 19-month-year-old, right? 19 months? Is that a year and a half? And we have a puppy. Everybody say, aw, for the puppy. Having a puppy, I don't know if I have two toddlers or two puppies, but... Uh, Anyways, I just want to show uh, honor where honor is due today. Uh, bishop Ron, thank you so much. You are the bishop. I thank you so much for allowing me to be here for all that you do for 10 years of vision for Teen Challenge Ministry. Come on, let's give it up for Pastor Ron Brown one more time. Mike and Sarah Conway, thank you guys so much for allowing us to be a part of this. Come on, can we give them a round of applause for all the hard work that they put into this? I am a former Teen Challenge staff member, worked at TCMI, so I have to show honor to Pastor Nick and Pastor Lisa. Thank you guys so much. Teen Challenge is where I was delivered from an addiction, and TCMI is where I was inspired to have vision. So thank you guys so much. Can I preach tonight? Are you guys okay with that? I know you guys are still trying to feel me out, but I feel like the Lord has a word, and I believe wherever there's an atmosphere of expectation, that is the breeding grounds for the miraculous. So I need to know, did you come with expectation today? Did you come expecting to hear from the Lord? It don't matter how tight my pants are and how loose my shirt is. We're going to get into the word. I'm going to preach the word of God. Do not worry. It is going to be good. I didn't get this AG pastor starter pack yet, but we're going to get into this. 
The title of the message is A Reason for the Season. If anybody's a, a note taker, A Reason for the Season. I feel like God has given me a word specifically for us tonight, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. I'm going to be reading out of the book of Psalm 23, and I know many of you are familiar with Psalm 23. Most of the time, it's a psalm that gets read at a funeral, but to be honest with you, it's one of my most favorite psalms. And then we're going to jump to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 1. And we're going to read one verse, and I'm going to get started. This is what the Bible says. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. This is David writing. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. Verse 4. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Verse 5, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Now we're going to jump to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, and it says this. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I'm going to read that one more time. We're going to pray, and we're going to get started. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. We're going to go ahead and pray. If you don't mind closing your eyes, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for what's already been established here the past few days with the students, God, just receiving from you. What a wonderful time. What an incredible uh, event that has been here, Lord, that's been orchestrated so that students can hear from you and you can speak to them. I thank you that now as alumni, we have a place to call home, that we can come here, that we can set everything aside. I know each and every one of us are dealing with something in our lives, and for just a moment, that we can just set that aside. Even if we've come here with preconceived notions about church, about faith, about speaking, about teen child, about anything that we've experienced, I ask that, Lord, that we would just be able to put that aside for just a moment, that we might be able to hear you and see you more clearly. And, Father, wherever we are at on this journey, may you speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit. So, Father, let your word do what it says it's going to do, and that's reap a harvest in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. That water is so good. It is so hot. I was thinking about seasons, and I was thinking about the season that we just all went through. Uh, we went through this thing called the pandemic, right? It would be very hard for me, I think, to come up here and dismiss the fact that many of us had encountered a very interesting season. Individually, through this pandemic, we all went through a season. Uh, collectively, as a church, we went through a season and were affected. I think even as a state, as a nation and as a world, we all went through a season. And although we went through that season, each and every one of us had a different encounter and had essentially a different experience. For many of you, the season that you just went through and were coming out of was a very difficult season for you. For many of you, it caused isolation. Maybe you worked at a particular location and then you had to work at home. For some moms and some dads, you went from being a mom and a dad to now you're a PE teacher and a third period coach and all this other stuff. Amen. Any parents here have to do Zoom every day? Okay, too. The rest of you are liars. Amen. <laughs> for, for some of us, we experience loss. It, it, we even experience loss as a TC family. I experienced loss in this particular season. For some of you, you experienced possibly even a sense of discomfort. You weren't used to doing things in a different way, and you had always done things a certain way, and you had a particular pattern of doing life, and your pattern was totally messed up. For some of you, maybe you experienced loneliness on a brand new level. 
For some of you, let's just be honest, the thought of addiction rang in your mind once again, and it was right there, and you were looking at it in the face, and you were tempted to go back. For some of us, let's be real, you possibly dabbled a little bit in the past because of the season that came. But for some of us, the season was a season of harvest. Maybe some of you are business owners or some of you experienced great opportunities and great things came your way. But nonetheless, we all went through the same season, but all of us experienced a different outcome. All of us went through the same season, but it was a different process for all of us. And if I could just be honest, so many people think that the season that we just experienced caused so many problems in our world, so many problems in our home, so many problems in our nation, so many problems in our churches and I would present to you the fact thank you oh this is a cold one too because mine was nice and musty oh thank you Jesus <laughs> that I believe I believe that the last let's give it up for the town man ladies and gentlemen Mike <laughs> lost my train of thought seasons amen <laughs> all right let the worship team come out that's good who's giving their life tonight no I'm just kidding Nonetheless, we all went through different seasons and we all had a different process and a different outcome. And this is what I was trying to say. I don't think the season caused problems. I just think the season actually exposed problems that were already there. And I think that God loves us too much enough to not leave us the same. I think that God desired change. And I just want us to know, and I know all of you know that in this life, we are going to go through different seasons. In our spirituality, we're going to go through different seasons. As a matter of fact, if you look at Psalm 23, the very thing that we read at funerals so many times and the very passage of Scripture that we're so familiar with, when you actually look at the eloquence of the words that David has used and you unpack it and you look at the implications, you understand that David essentially is talking about the different seasons in life that we will go through. He was expressing to you, he was bleeding through the ink and the paper, and he was expressing to you the different seasons that he had encountered in his life, which I think is very indicative of the same seasons that we go through as believers. Sometimes our life is like being by the green pastures. Everything is cute. Everything is good. She loves me. He loves me. The kids are okay. Everything is awesome. Sometimes it's like going by the still waters. Everything is refreshing. And some seasons, it's like we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And some seasons, it's like we're surrounded by the enemy on every side but God. I'm thankful that he didn't just start there or end it there. But he started that the good shepherd is with me through it all. We have a shepherd that leads. Come on, are y'all still with me tonight? I want you to know that in this life, you're going to go through different seasons. There's different types of seasons. I don't want to just name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. I want to show you through the scriptures the different types of seasons that we go through. There's probably many more, but these are overarching seasons. Sometimes God gives us seasons of rest. As you saw David articulated so beautifully, he lets me rest in green meadows. Uh, sometimes we're going to go through seasons of hardship, like Joseph, where his brothers despised him and were jealous of him. And then they sold, they beat him, sold him into slavery, sold him to Potiphar. Potiphar's wife accused him of rape. Then he was put in prison and then he was forgotten. A season of hardship. Sometimes we go through seasons of silence. Have you ever been there before when you feel like God's not speaking? When you feel like God isn't echoing from heaven, like you look at the book of Malachi and the book of Matthew, the last book in the Old Testament and the first book in the New Testament, and God went silent for 400 years. And then sometimes there's seasons of delay. 
You look at the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts. He wanted to go to the chief city of Asia, Ephesus, to preach the gospel. And the Spirit of God prevented him and led him to Europe. And then later on opened the door for him to go to Ephesus. It was a season of delay. Have you ever been there when you know what God is calling you to? Well, you know what God said is yours and you feel like you're looking at it. You feel like you can almost touch it, but you just can't quite get there yet. That's called a season of delay. Sometimes there's seasons of harvest, like Peter in the book of Acts, when the Spirit of God fell and 120 believers came and touched agreement on one thing and the Spirit fell and Peter goes out to the balcony and he preaches the gospel and 3,000 people say yes to Jesus and then they get baptized and the early church was birthed right then and there. And then sometimes there's seasons of waiting. I know that nobody here at Teen Challenge knows about waiting through first quarter, amen. <laughs> Trying to get through second quarter, amen. First phase, second phase, amen. When am I going to graduate? Three days in a wake-up, amen. We don't know nothing about waiting. We could write the book about waiting, y'all, amen. <laughs> waiting for you to get off that payphone, homie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did I just date myself? Do they still do that? I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> Hey, I'll give you a snicker if you move me up the list. No, and so, <laughs> right, sometimes we go through seasons of waiting. Think of Abraham. From the moment that God declared to Abraham and Sarai that they would have a child, from the moment it was declared to the moment of its manifestation or fulfillment was 25 years. So in life, we go through different seasons. There's all kinds of seasons, but we have to understand this. There is hope, and I'm just setting this up, y'all. There is hope because the Lord is our shepherd in every season. David said, after he, before he articulated all of the types of seasons that he had gone through, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, what does that even mean? Well, in John chapter 10, Jesus identifies three overarching characteristics of a shepherd. And it's basically this. A shepherd always guides a shepherd is always near, and a shepherd always protects. I'm going to tell you this. A shepherd always guides, a shepherd is always near, and a shepherd always protects in every season. Now, you have to understand, for David to make that kind of remark about God was a very humbling remark because David understood what it was like to actually be a shepherd and shepherd sheep. He understood the frailty of sheep. He understood the fluidity of sheep. He understood that they weren't necessarily the sharpest tool in the shed. So he understood that. He understood that what, how he had to navigate the sheep, how he had to guide the sheep, how he had to protect the sheep. So for him to make the declaration that God is my shepherd was a humbling remark. It was basically him saying, I choose to not be in control of every season. I choose to be okay not knowing everything in every season. I choose to walk by faith and not by sight in every season because the good shepherd is guiding me so I could just walk by faith in this journey even though everything else around me is breaking down. So you see, for David to make that, maybe some of y'all need to learn to make that declaration today. You are not in control of your life. You are not in charge. The minute that we professed Christ as our Lord and Savior and we invited him into our heart, it wasn't just because we were in a program. It was because he wanted to do something in our lives and navigate us to the fulfillment of what he has for us. So I want you to understand this, that in every season of your life, Jesus is going to guide you. He's a good shepherd that guides, and you have to understand this. A sheep has such trust in a shepherd that it doesn't matter where the shepherd leads the sheep. The sheep always trust the shepherd. 
And a shepherd in this time would lead the sheep through some rough terrain. It didn't matter if the sheep was being led through the desert. He trusted the shepherd. It didn't matter if the sheep was being led uphill to get to the mountaintop. He trusted the shepherd. He didn't matter if the shepherd was leading the sheep downhill. The sheep trusted the shepherd. It didn't matter if they were walking alongside a narrow cliff. The sheep trusted the shepherd. It didn't matter if the shepherd was leading the sheep at night. The sheep trusted the shepherd in every terrain and in every season I wish that we had faith like that to truly trust our God and put our faith in him knowing that in every season he's guiding come on if you believe that give God some praise you can even learn to trust God or the shepherd in difficult situations you know so many times we're, we're really quick to blame the devil for a difficult season so many times we're, we're, we're willing to blame the devil for something difficult that's going on in our lives. And we don't ever think that maybe the good shepherd led you into that season. Maybe the good shepherd led you into that moment. Maybe the good shepherd led you into that space. Maybe the good shepherd led you into that place. But God couldn't do that. Oh, yes, he could. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. It doesn't say that Jesus was led uh, by the cucuy or the chupacabra or Lil Nas X. It says that he was led by the spirits into the wilderness to be tempted. Everybody getting mad over shoes. Good grief. Sometimes we go through difficult seasons and we don't realize that it's the Holy Spirit leading us through that season. But if we had such trust and confidence that he's leading us, we would have a different perspective. I want you to understand this. Seasons come with purpose and intentionality. All seasons come with purpose and intentionality. Every season that you go through in your life has purpose and intentionality. I want to show you right now. For example, we go through different seasons. Here in California, we have four seasons, but in California, we have two, hot and hotter, right? We don't have all four. But seasons cause us to have to change. They cause us to have to transition. For example, when it's winter, what do we do? We begin to now add layers because it's cold, right? We put on the jacket, we put on the turtleneck, we put on the beanie, we put on the pants. Why? We're, because the season, the elements around us are causing us to have to change something about us so that we can match the season that we're in. And when it comes summer, what do we do? Now we begin to remove layers. Some of us too much. Amen. And so we begin to, we take off the layers. We take off the jacket. Now we're in shorts, wearing T-shirts, wearing flip-flops. Why? Because the elements around us have changed. The season has changed, thus causing something in us and around us to have to change. We've now removed certain things because we're trying to match the season that we're in. Could it just be? That the season that you're in or the season that God has led you in is because he's trying to bring change about you. Maybe there's some things he's trying to add to your life and maybe there's some things that he's trying to strip from your life. And that's why he led us through that season. Are y'all with me tonight? And so sometimes God will lead us through seasons to bring on change. But let me tell you something. Sometimes you can be in season, but be out of season. Sometimes you could very well be in the right season, but you don't have the perspective to see it, so you're out of season. It's like if I was to walk up here with some bell bottoms, you would be like, Bubba, you are out of season. That's from the 70s, but I think they're cool. I like them. I'm so comfortable with them. I would be in the right season, but I would be out of season. I'm here to say that there's some of you who've been fighting God, kicking against the grain. He has brought you into a season. You've been fussing about the season. You think it's okay, but God is trying to add some things to you, and he's trying to remove some things from your life that's why he's led you into that season 
Some of us continue to experience the same season over and over and over again. And we're mad at the good shepherd. We're mad at the shepherd because it's his fault. It's your fault that I'm here again. It's your fault that I'm going through this again. It's your fault that I'm in this space. Could it just be that it ain't God's fault, but God is saying it ain't my fault. It's your fault. I done led you to this season 14 times because I'm trying to do something to you so I can lead you to the promise. And so some of I'm here to tell you, some of you would stop experiencing the season that you keep experiencing if you would just make the necessary shifts in your life in order to propel you into the next season of your life. And so seasons come to bring about change. Some seasons even come to bring about maturity. They come to bring about growth. Do you know that Jesus just doesn't want to leave you? Yes, I know we understand this. It's just rhetoric. No, it's not. Jesus doesn't want to just leave you where you're at, but he desires that we progressively become more like him. He desires that we step into maturity. What kind of maturity? Spiritual maturity. He doesn't desire that we just remain mere infants in Christ, but that we move into maturity in Christ. You know that as you continue to remain in spiritual immaturity, it delays the growth on your life. I remember Paul coming to the church of Corinth and he comes to the church and he was like, man, I wanted to give you guys some solid meat. I wanted to give you guys the word. I wanted to take you from glory to glory. I wanted to take you to a new level, but I can't because there is still quarrel amongst you you are still worldly you are acting like mere infants so sometimes whoo you almost saw the power of God move right there God brought me here to say we need to change that cord it's a new season And sometimes we experience a season of where we're not growing. And so sometimes our our spiritual immaturity can hold us back from moving into the next season. Listen to this. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, I want you to understand in the original language when it talks about trials there, it's not talking about self-inflicted trials. It's talking about trials that come on you suddenly. Those suddenly trials where you didn't do anything to inflict them. It says of many kind because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Some of us haven't allowed the season of perseverance take root in our lives. Every time we step out into something or we step out into what God is calling to, we step into that season and we experience hardship. We want to blame everybody. We want to get upset at everybody. We want to go right back to where we once were. And God is trying to say, in this season, I'm trying to teach you how to be a man of God and a woman of God. I'm trying to give you some perseverance. I'm trying to get you to elevate your spiritual maturity. And I'm trying to get you into that place of growth. Come on, if you believe it, give God some praise. Some seasons also come to move us. Sometimes God has to make it uncomfortable in a particular season because he needs to create that uncomfortability in order to move you into the next season. You know, I have uh, the entire pandemic when I was at home. I had these doves, and they were on our, on our lamp out, or our, outside of the window in the, in the backyard. And I must have saw those doves hatch like 17,000 other doves. Like, it was just like constant cycle. Like, these doves are crazy, you know what I'm saying? They need a program. And so um, <laughs> I'm looking at the doves, and 
I, one day I was watching the dove and then I noticed they had the little babies were there and then, then the baby was on the floor and just like all around I felt bad and I wanted to help it and my wife's like, you can't help it. And, and then the next day it was gone. It was gone. The mom wasn't helping it. And so I, I began to read about doves and I said, why, why are do mother doves so abusive? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Where's the dad? And so uh, <laughs> I began to research the doves and it said that after about day 11, 12, day 13, 14, the little baby dove has to learn how to fly. And if the dove doesn't leave the nest, what the mother dove does is that she stops feeding the bird. That's like shady, right? Like that's like somebody call PETA, somebody call somebody, call Child Protective Services for pigeons, I don't know. But the mother stops feeding the bird. And what happens is, is the baby after a few days experience hunger pains. And after experiencing the hunger pains and being uncomfortable in the nest, what the baby bird does is eventually makes a decision to fly away as it begins to look for food. So it's, it's the need for food that causes it to leave. It's, it's the uncomfortability that causes it to leave one sphere and one dimension to get into another dimension. Let me tell you, maybe what fed you in one season is not going to be the thing that feeds you in the next season. And maybe you've experienced the uncomfortability in the season that you are in because God's been trying to push you into the next season and God's been trying to push you into the next place and you haven't had the ability to see that. See, if God didn't make it uncomfortable in your season, sometimes if God didn't allow uncomfortable moments in our lives, it would never push us to grow. It would never push us to, into another season. It would never push us to be the best that we can possibly be. Sometimes seasons come to refresh us and encourage us. And if we're not careful, we can miss the blessing of a season if we're not discerning enough to see what God is doing. This usually happens when you come out of a challenging season. I don't know if anybody's in here, you felt like you've had a fight so long. You had a fight for your marriage. You had a fight for your kids. You had a fight for your call. You had a fight for where you're at. You had a fight for your job. You had a fight for your friends. You had a fight for everything. And all you've known in your entire life is fighting, 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 having a fight for your name, having a fight for respect, having a fight, having a fight. And then God brings you into a new life and he brings us into a new season of rest and of joy and of prosperity. And we're so used to fighting that we can't even receive the rest that he's giving us or the blessing that he's trying to bestow upon us or the new friendships that he's trying to give us in our lives because we've always been on guard because we're so used to fighting in every season. We're so used to constantly having to duke it out. And then so sometimes we miss out on the beauty of what God is trying to do in one season because we're always associating our thoughts from a previous season of hurt or a previous season of pain or a previous experience that we encounter. And God maybe brought me to tell you today that that season is over, that you are in a new season and that it is time for you to flourish, it is time for you to shine, that it is time for you to grind, it is time for you to rise up and take your place that you no longer have to fight for it. If the worship team can come up and play some romantic, that'd be phenomenal. So they think I'm closing. shepherd will guide you in every season. A shepherd is also going to be near to you in every season. He's always going to keep his eye on you. Even when you don't feel like it. You ever been through a season when you feel like God is far? Ever been in a season where you just feel like God's not speaking? You ever just been going through some stuff in your life and you're like, God, where are you? You know, a, a sheep trusted a shepherd so much 
that it didn't matter how far they were from the shepherd, even if the sheep couldn't see the shepherd, the shepherd always has his eye on the sheep. And I know sometimes we go through those seasons where we just feel like he's not talking and he's not there. And sometimes he allows us to those experience those seasons because it's not him that was distant. It was us who was distant. And if he didn't allow us to feel that strain in that space, it would never push us into action. The word says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And sometimes he also seems distant because he's trying to wean us from maybe an emotional spirituality always or a heightened sense of emotional spirituality to us walking in absolute truth. Meaning that even when we don't feel like doing it, even when we don't feel like he's there, even when we don't feel like we know that he is there and we can trust that he is there. So the good shepherd in every season of your life is going to guide you. And the good shepherd, that was good. I like that, man. That was romantic. Uh-huh. I can't sing. I can't sing. Everything sounds better with music, though. Ain't that right? Everything sounds better with music. Watch. Stop playing the music real quick. Anybody like math? Who likes math? Like, man, nobody likes math. Watch this. this is, okay, guys, I'm a math teacher. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's Mr. Bayo. It's going. It's Algebra 1. I'm so excited. You have a pop quiz today, by the way. Just want to let you guys know before you take the test, Y equals MX plus B. Give them the papers. Give me some music. <clears throat> hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? My name is Mr. Bale. Uh, I want to welcome y'all to first period algebra. Hey, 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 listen up real quick. Listen up real quick. Keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. Nah, nah, keep playing. I didn't say all that. Listen, shh. I got a moment. I'm getting a moment. You guys got a pop quiz today, you know what I'm saying? But I want you to know this, Swoop. Y equals MX plus B. <laughs> See, everything sounds better with music. But in every season, a shepherd guides, a shepherd is near, and a shepherd's going to protect you. The shepherd is always willing to lay his life down for a sheep. David understood that. David was willing to fight off lions and tigers and bears, umi, umai, for the sake of his sheep. I'm grateful for the great shepherd who took on flesh came and entered humanity, lived amongst us, taught us how to live, died on the cross, and resurrected on the third day so that we can have life and life forevermore. Come on, would you give him a shout of praise? And every season, the good shepherd's going to protect you. It doesn't mean that you won't walk through the fire, It just means that you won't get burnt. It doesn't mean that you won't go through the waters, but you will not drown. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get hurt. I feel like somebody needs to hear this today. You know what, man? You was on fire for Jesus. You were making it happen. And somebody done hurt you in the church. Somebody done hurt you somewhere in the ministry. And you got so bitter because of that one experience. And you've allowed that to hijack your faith. And every season that you've experienced after that, you've been so upset and you've been so angry. You've been angry at Matt. You've been angry at God. And I believe that God is saying that it's time to let that go. Let me take that wound and turn it into a scar. You can't lead from your wounds, but you can lead from your scar. Let him heal what you keep trying to peel away because that season is over and he wants to bring you into a new season. Come on, will we give God praise for that? But he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Some of us, we've been fighting so long in the seasons. 
We've been fighting so hard and God is saying, stop fighting my battles. Do not be scared or discouraged of the vast army for the battle is not yours, but God's. Sometimes we will go through difficult seasons. Well, things around us will be chaos. People will talk about you. People won't understand your hustle. People won't understand your grind. It's not up to them to understand what God has called you to walk in obedience anyways. And we can find rest even in the midst of chaos. That's what that means. Yes, he leads us through restful seasons, but even in a hard season, we can find rest. He says he prepares me in, in a table in the presence of my enemies. The table that he was speaking of was, was a beautiful table with elusive silverware and beautiful china and all of the grand food. A table that you can sit and recline and you can relax and eat at. You have to understand, David didn't write that psalm as a king. He wrote it as a warrior. And when he's writing this psalm, you have to understand, men at war didn't recline at tables to eat. Look at Gideon. Men didn't even drink out of cups. They either lapped it like dogs or they drank it out of their hand, always keeping an eye on the enemy. And David was a fighting man. And so for a fighting man to make the declaration that even in a rough season like we just went through and that some of us are still going through, that even in a hellish season, that even in a season when things are difficult, even in a season where we've lost our hope, where we've lost our vision, where we've lost our dreams, that even in those seasons, we can recline back at the table that he has prepared for us in the presence of our enemies and find rest and find peace. How could one eat at a table Censored in the middle of such a chaotic moment. It's simple. It comes through understanding that although every demonic force might be coming at you at every single side creating chaos in your season, that he is still your peace, that he is still your protector, and that he is still your vindicator. I came here to tell you this, that you can find rest at the table in every season. Although hell is knocking at your front door, although sickness has plagued you, although they might be talking about you at work, although they might understand the process, although they haven't walked a mile in their shoes, but yet they choose to speak, although your circumstance was meant to harm you, but you're still here, although your marriage has come under fire, although your finances are looking slim, although you're surrounded by chaos, although, although, although you can find rest for your soul at the table that he's prepared for you in this season. Come on, would you give him a shout of praise? If you listen to anything, I, anything I said, some of you are still trying to figure me out. They're like, has he started yet? I don't know. When is he ending? I don't know. Where'd they get this guy from? We don't know. Craigslist. Some of you are mean mugging me. It's okay. I believe without a shadow of doubt, I heard this in my spirit today. That the Holy Spirit brought me here to tell you that your coming out season is today. That your coming out season is today. He's awakening what was dead and he gave, it, he gave this season a title. 
He gave this season a title. He brought me here to tell you that this is your Lazarus season. What you thought was dead because the grave clothes smelled. It was wrapped around your dream and they rolled a stone over you. Jesus is saying, remove that stone. Come out of that season. Take the grave clothes off. I'm calling you to dream. I'm calling you to have vision. I'm calling you back to ministry. I'm calling you back to life. I'm calling your marriage to restoration. I'm calling your kids back to me. Come on, if you believe it, give them a shout of praise. I'm going to pray and turn it over to the worship team. I'm the appetizer. Pastor Ron Brown's the entree. I just believe, if I can be honest, I've been through a hard season. Scissor? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you know what that is, bless you. If you don't, you super saved. Put the double cup down. Anyways, listen. You can stuff you can only get away saying that, Team Challenge. For some of you, you have had some tough seasons. Some of you self-inflicted tough seasons. I don't care if you self-inflicted whatever season in your life, your God is bigger than a self-inflicted season. He is the one who was afflicted for our transgressions so that he can give us life and life forevermore. But I believe that God is awakening what you thought was dead, what you thought was dormant. Some of you thought that your vision was, was over. You thought that God was done with you. You listen to what men said about you. You listen to what women said about you. You, listen, you allow your circumstances to dictate you instead of you to dictate your circumstances, who your God is, and let them know where you're going and who you are. But I believe this. God is awakening a dead thing or what you thought was dead back in your life. He's restoring what the locust has devoured. He's doing it. Come on, do you believe it? This is your Lazarus season. You're coming out, and you're coming out better than you were when you went in. Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank you for everyone in this room. Father, I thank you that you've brought us into this space, Lord. Father, I thank you that, that maybe you've spoken to some of our hearts today, God, and I thank you that you are awakening what was dead, what was dormant, and that you are bringing it to life. Father, I thank you that you are doing a new thing. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Do you not perceive it? I am doing a new thing. I am making a way in the desert and in the streams and in the wasteland. Forget the past. Forget the former things. God is doing a new thing over your life. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would breathe encouragement over every single person in this room. God, I pray that you would do something brand new in everyone in this room. God, I pray that people would be inspired to step up into their divine calling, into everything that you've called them to be, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would inspire again, Lord, that you would allow us to dream again, that you would give us greater vision than what we had when we went into this season, Lord Jesus, and that, God, we would continue to praise you through it all. We thank you that you are the good shepherd, that you guide us, that you are near to us, and that you protect us in every season of our lives. So, Father, we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.